podcast what do you think don't hit your head he just hit his head he was trying to get a ball that was under the piano hey guys that's what i get when i try to do an intro song we'll get there welcome back to the happy singer podcast my name is christy bissell i'm your host for this lovely episode whatever it is i don't know what it is but i'm having so much fun creating it it's about my favorite band fleetwood mac and mother's day is coming up and i kept trying to think of a great way to honor my mother who has given me so much in the almost 30 years I've been alive and her spirit and her wonderful love of life and her forgiveness and compassion. And I thought, what could be better than talking about one of her favorite bands and then talking about something that's inspired me throughout my life, which has been the music that my family has encouraged me to listen to. So the first time that I ever listened to Fleetwood Mac, I cannot remember, to be completely honest with you, and my mom and me talk about that. Um, But I do remember listening to Stevie Nicks for the first time, and it was cliche, as it sounds, magical. Um, She is completely, uniquely herself and very feminine, very strong and I was always taken aback by that because when I was a little girl I did not feel very feminine I well I've always struggled with um self-confidence issues and you know looking at myself in the mirror and this woman clearly whether she felt that way or not about herself stood strong and on that album cover Larger than life, there she was in her crazy outfit holding a bird on her Belladonna album. And I just thought, what a woman, what a strong, beautiful, courageous woman that I was not. And um, like I was saying, when I was a little girl, I would dress in boys' clothes because a lot of the time because I was afraid to be beautiful. I was afraid to let out my feminine side. So as a defense mechanism, I would wear sports team shirts and jeans and Timberland boots because I was just too afraid to be feminine. Even nail polish freaked me out. Like I would see women wear them in any time. If my nails had polish on them, I would, I would um, take my fingers into my fist and hold them so that no one could see them because I was ashamed of it. Because that would mean that I was confident and that I thought I was pretty. Pretty enough to put embellishment on myself and be considered beautiful, which I definitely did not think I was. Um, But behold a woman on the cover who was. And that was incredibly interesting to me. I could not get over that. A woman who actually saw themselves at this level... um, And I've listened to her ever since, and it has definitely shaped my life profoundly. So I had to get my mom on the episode. So I hope you like our little conversation. It's quick. After that, you get a conversation with my student, Clark, who I love dearly. He is one of the best male singers I've worked with. He's trying to figure out his own original voice right now. He's writing music, gorgeous lyrics. He's a poet. 
we're just trying to figure out what is his quote-unquote brand, which is a thing in the music world when you're starting to get out there. It's important, so we're trying to figure that out. But truly, he could be whatever he wanted to be. He's just a, a wonderful person. So, and, and I love the fact that he loves Stevie and that he loves Sleetwood as well, so it's fun. And then after that, I have my student, Kayleen, who just put out a single, and it's called Silver Secret Lace. Me and her connected immediately because she said that she loves Stevie Nicks, Tom Petty, Fleetwood Mac, um, uh, just a ton of artists that I love as well, and I just knew immediately that we would click. Her music is very powerful, and she writes, just like Stevie, these beautifully poetic lyrics. So I hope you enjoy all these little chats and all this information, but the the main takeaway is that this is a band if you don't know them you should know them you should sit down and listen to their whole discography and it starts all the way in the 60s and goes till now um take your time be patient most people know the rumors era but they go way 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 back before in not even the united states the uk it was a blues band with peter green in it so um, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but first let's just get some um, let's just get some fan talk. <laughs> so anyway, without further ado, here's my conversation with my mom. Hey, hey, ma, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Hi, ma. Morning. So how are you? <laughs> I'm sleepy. <laughs> bright and early. Bright and early. But is this okay? Do you have time to talk? Yeah. So, how was Annie? Did she get enough juice last night? Oh my gosh. <laughs> be able to drink in from a little cup. So, she wants like like a little medicine cup. What? And she wants juice in it and she wants to drink out of it. So, it's funny. Why? More juice. Instead of just having it in the sippy cup. And she kept bringing it every couple seconds, as you well know. <laughs> Because, you know, how much juice can be in a medicine cup? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Has she seen Alice in Wonderland yet? Um, you know something? I bet she has not. But then again, I don't know. Maybe Jackie's played it for her. Who knows? I'd, I'd be very curious because, wow, she's going to love that if she hasn't seen it. Because, because she is a lot like Alice in Wonderland. She is, isn't she? Janie Bug in, in Wonderland. So I just want you to tell me. Let's see. Um, I mean, start wherever you want to. I mean, we were talking on the phone, and then I was like, nope, 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 nope. It was too good to so stop talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so why don't you just start wherever about Fleetwood? Just you know how you you know, came to know them and then why you like them, you know, all that good stuff. Well, I I only know them because my dad introduced me to Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. saying that this is a great band that I really need to listen to. And and I just I said, okay. And so he gave me the album, Rumors. Did he do that often? Yeah, and he wanted me to know what was going on in the music world because he knew how much I love music. And uh, I would sit up in my room for hours listening to albums and just, you know, jamming out, dancing, and 
So anything that I liked, like he just he just thought that this was something that I would really like, and whenever so he I, gave he gave you rumors. Yep, he gave me that. That was my very first record that I ever heard of Fleetwood Mac, and he says the girl that sings, a lead singer. Her name's Stevie Nicks, and she is just phenomenal, you know. And so, mm-hmm. what a unique voice! And and I really, I really was blown away by her voice. It was un, unlike anybody I'd ever heard before. I just, I thought, wow, nobody, nobody sounds like this woman, you know. Um, such a, she, she had her own style and her own. Um, her own sound for sure and and even to this day anytime you hear her voice you know that's stevie nicks nobody even has to say that's stevie nicks um that's how unique her voice is she just um um their their music just um i was just blown away because of the rumors album especially i liked every single song on it it would be, sometimes you buy a record and you'd be like, uh, there's one hit on there that you, you know, you like, or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, but, but then you listen to the whole album and it's horrible. This was <laughs> totally, totally blew me away because every single thing on it, I was like, wow, I love this. I love everything. I will listen to this over and over and over. And, um, mm-hmm. And I've always, I, I've always listened to this um, album over and over and over throughout my life. Um, it's just been one of those um, albums that just get you through with whatever's going on in your life. I, I mm. use music as a, um, like, just, just to get myself in a better mood or, you know, whatever's going on in my life. It, it's like it's like music therapy, really. Um, yep. And that's the way this album is for me. So I, I almost can't even say what's my favorite song on it. You know, I just, I, it's like each song is something else, something that holds something special for you. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, because it's like you like every song on it. It's, it's hard to pick like a favorite. Um, because each song reminds me of something else. You know what I mean? Like, like when I listen to Songbird, I think mm. of you. <laughs> I do. I do. I think it just, and, um, you know, it's just like, um, like go your own way. You know, I think of Jackie. Really? Yes, it's like she just goes your own way, do your own thing. She's got, she doesn't care what anybody thinks. She's not out to impress anybody. She just, she does her own thing. (laughs) That she does. And, um. She does. So, it, I don't know. I, 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 it's just one of those, um, one of those albums that you can listen to over and over, um no matter what point in your life through good times, through bad times. I just, um, it's always my standby, you know, it's that one I'll, I'll listen to like, Oh, I need to listen to that again. Oh man. Yep. <laughs> and now I do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do that now. 
I just think it's uh, crazy. Your dad liked it, you liked it, and then now I listen to it. And it's crazy because you introduced it to me. I don't know if you in, I can't remember if you introduced Fleetwood first, but I remember Belladonna. That's what I remember. I remember us at yeah. 1068. We were listening to yeah. uh we listened to Cindy Lauper too. Do you remember uh-huh. putting that record on for me? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably like, what is this? <laughs> well, no, I remember us like jamming. I remember yeah. us like dancing around. I, I, I dug it then, I think. <laughs> it's just funny. And, but I do remember that, that album cover. That Belladonna album cover and looking at her and I was like, is she a witch mom? And you're like, actually? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, I have it right in front of me, as a matter of fact. I'm looking right at the album cover. And, and it's, it's so interesting because I just went to the aviary and here she is holding this beautiful bird <laughs> on the cover. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's like, wow. Now, how many people can hold a bird like that with such confidence and poise? And look so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she's all in white. Like, she looks like this uh, princess, you know, like, or a bride or something here. But she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she has the highest boots on. I don't know. They look like there's seven or eight-inch heels here. Oh, dear. But... <laughs> can't do that <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah but, but yeah. you introduced me to stevie and she's my fa- she's one of my favorite singers and i love everything she writes and i think her lyrics the reason that rumors is so good is not just because of stevie i mean you know they all collaborated and wrote stuff but her lyrics seem to just i think they've I don't know. I mean, Kristen McPhee, I mean, Christine McPhee, she was definitely writing feminine lyrics, but there's something so, like, very, like, I don't know. How would you describe it, Ma? Like, her lyrics are just so um, beautiful. I know. You know, and both both of the women, you know, the, the writing is beautiful. Um, she She's just... Um, uh, she's just taken every experience in her life and just has written every... And, and, you know, I think that's what any writer does, right? They just take it from every experience that they have and put it down on paper. But, I mean, because her her experiences are so, um, you know, different from, say, Christine McVie, you know, mm-hmm. um, hers are going to be different. And I don't even... You know, and, and the interesting thing is it's like you don't always know who wrote what song, you know, because they, mm-hmm. they really did collaborate a lot. Mm-hmm. But but I know later on, um, like with Belladonna, um, mm-hmm. Stevie went off on her own and made her own, um, her wrote her own things because some of the things that she wrote, they didn't want to put on their albums. Yeah. So... So that's why she she broke she went off and did her own work also. Mm-hmm. Um, what is so unique about it? I'm I'm not sure. Like some of the songs like that ended up on her, like on her albums. I never really understood why they wouldn't have put it on Fleetwood Mac. Maybe only because didn't want the band sound. They just wanted. Um, she just wanted, you know, her sound, you know, mm. it would eliminate the other singers. 
I'm not sure because all of them hmm. did, you know, all of them sang in the group. It wasn't like one person just, you know, you yeah. know one person played this instrument, one person did that because they all sang. Um, more or less her things are maybe, maybe even more personal, I guess, her yeah. um, her songs that ended up on, say, Belladonna or, um, or even the Wild Heart. Um, I love Wild Heart, too. Yeah, where it's all female vo- voices, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I think she just really wanted to... Um, put down in lyrics, you know, the strength of women, um, of it, you know, the strength in it and so many different things and aspects of, you know, a woman's life. Um, yeah. and, but it, there's so many personal, you know, things that she wanted to write about, but maybe they, maybe the group was just, nah, we're not going to do that. We don't have room <laughs> on it for this. So, we're only going to do these ones, and that's it. But 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 whenever you you um, read about her life and the group, it just seems like she was like on fire with writing. She she couldn't stop writing, and she just yeah. had so many songs that that's why she has so many different albums because she had so many songs just pouring out of her that she was just she just had to write and she had to she had to put it into an album so cool good thing because we didn't want any of it wasted yeah (laughs) we needed it all yeah you don't want any of her lyrics wasted oh just so pretty i just love all of them i mean dreams and landslide i feel like and those are like two of my favorites but it's also like what i found out from like i like kept asking people most people love her her songs that she oh, particularly wrote. Yeah, I mean, people know them. Like if you say say that, you know, say any any song, they're like, oh yeah, I definitely know that one. You know, they've been around for a long time, and that's another thing about you know Fleetwood Mac. I mean, they're still performing to this day, even though like you know when we first started to hear about them back in the seventies, you know, they've been around since then. Yeah. And they may have changed the name a little bit here and there, but, you know, their sound is, you know, unmistakable. Well, the one other one I was going to say is, on, on Belladonna, do you have a favorite song? Belladonna, let's see, what is my favorite one? Probably Stop Dragging My Heart Around. I love that one, too. <laughs> I love when it starts. It's just so good the way it feels like a stomp, 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 stomp. I love that. Yeah, it, it's one of those uh, songs. That it's just very em- empowering if something's going wrong in your life. <laughs> you can just, you know, sing it to somebody in their face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or sing it to nobody, but right to yourself, and just and you don't have to yell at anybody. <laughs> that's a nice thing to do, Mom. <laughs> I know. Yes, that's that's my famous thing to do is just driving down the highway and uh, <laughs> you know singing those lyrics as as loud as I can. Or making them up. Uh, <laughs> chicken McNuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh. Well, you 
know, we're all of us were so musical because you were always singing and and playing music. Like last night when we were trying to do this, and Annie was ah, and she was here, <laughs> you're singing to her. We're making up words. Oh, like, uh, that's what I mean. It's like music therapy. We just we just constantly we're just singing and. Um, <laughs> have a good time with music that's for sure because definitely not I'm not a performer I'm just a daily shower singer <laughs> <laughs> that's what a ton of my voice students say and I'm always like but there some of them are really good you know? <laughs> like like your voice even is really good but like we know oh. we all have to make a choice what we're gonna do you know what we do with it you know it yeah. doesn't have to be I, I guess you know what I would say about people like Fleetwood Mac. I don't want to be famous. <laughs> it's like definitely something I've found out. Like, uh-huh. like not only just listening to people talk about how they want to get bigger or even like on Broadway mm-hmm. or in a band, that does mm-hmm. not appeal to me. That does not sound like fun. Yeah. Like there's just too much. Like you lose what you're you were actually doing it for is what it sounds like Hmm, that's possible I mean I'm sure that does happen to some people I mean and and like I think like especially like with like Fleetwood Mac with Stevie Nicks I just think she just had this all these songs like burning in her that she just had to put down on Mm -hmm you know, on paper and just sing it out. She just, I think it was just a matter of, okay, I have to do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think if you have that in you, I, I don't even know if they were like going for, okay, let's be famous. I just think that they just had these lyrics that they just had to put down and mm-hmm. Hey, it just so happened to catch on that everybody's like, Hey, look at this. I mean, I don't know. What, what do I know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Why? Oh, but these, these um, I just, the, you know, the way it sounded, it's just like they were constantly, you know, coming up with lyrics that just, they, you know, it's like, we don't want to waste this. Yeah. It has to go down. It has to go down on paper. It has to be sung, you know. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm just, I'm grateful that you, you know, introduced me to them and to Stevie and that you always introduced me to music and you, and you just, you know, it, it clearly made an impact, not just you, you know, taking me to lessons, but, you know, just in general, my, I had a very musical, very lucky, I got a very musical upbringing and not everybody was so lucky and, you know. It really made a difference. Yeah, well, like you know, when you see somebody that has like a, a burning talent and desire, you want to nurture that. <laughs> and and what was really cool is just having a music teacher right down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So right down the street, we just walk there. Yeah. Walk like five minutes, and we were there. Yep. And there was Carol Coles, and she was ready. She's like, well, she is pretty young, but <laughs> she really seems to want to do this. So, yeah, okay, let's see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> and I look back at everything that she did with me, and she was so careful. She was so oh, careful. Oh, my gosh, yes. 
and and you were always wanting to like branch off a little bit further and bite off a little bit more and <laughs> be pulling you back. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You haven't gotten to this level yet. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I saved all of the sheet music she gave me, everything. I use it with some of my students now. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But yeah, I was very lucky, you know, because there's some people though, you know, they're they're trying to take lessons and like you can tell that they just don't have a very musical life. Like I'll say, who are some of the people you listen to? And you're like, eh, who did you who did you grow up listening to? Eh, it's just it's kind of sad to me, you know. <laughs> I had music always around, you know. I'm so yeah. lucky. Well, you know, it's like music has this potential to like create this happiness that, you know, no matter where you are, and music changes the whole mood, makes everybody happier in the room. So mm-hmm. it's just like, even like whenever Annabelle and I are downstairs, when we were playing with toys, mm-hmm. hey, let's, let's put this on. We're going to even, you know, I really like to introduce her to music too. Mm-hmm. And matter what it is even the the oldest broadway you know show music that i have from granny i'll put that on you know and like the other day it was breakfast at tiffany's and and you know how perky that that album can be and i love that one it's so jazzy and like (laughs) (laughs) but it's got it's just good did some interesting um, beats to it and everything. And, uh, you know, where we are playing Barbie dolls and listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she dances and she sings things. She just. Yeah. <laughs> I should get her singing Baby Fingers on here, is what I should do. Oh, yeah, Baby Finger. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Annabelle. Well, that's Annabelle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, I can let you go, Ma. I know you got to get to work, but I love you. I love you, too. So that's my mom. What do you think? She's the woman that introduced me to the best kind of music in the world. The 70s and the 80s and the early 90s. That music has stood the test of time, I found out. So now, without any further ado, here's one of my students, Clark, talking about his love of Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks. Okay, so how did you get introduced to them? So... The so I'm gonna this story involves me dating myself terribly. Um, okay, great. So, you know, in 1998, <laughs> totally fine. I was seven. Um, no, I was nine. I was nine. What the hell am I saying? Big difference. Um, great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was maybe a little bit older. Um, so uh, I but I don't want to do the math right now. I'm just gonna like go with it. Um. <laughs> So I had a, uh, a cousin who does and has worked uh, for record labels for a really long time. And one thing she used to do, is she would hand off um, new albums to me. And so it was, it was 1998 <laughs> and uh, there was this Irish group called the Coors. Yes. Um, do you know them? Have you heard oh, of them? Of course. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they released this album in 1998 called Talk on Corners. Oh. And the third track on that album is a cover of the song Dreams. And my cousin was like, you got to listen to the third track. And so I listened to it and I just got so like, you know, I fell so in love with this song and it was so amazing. Right. And, um, I didn't know that it was, I like, I didn't know it was a Fleetwood Mac song and I did. So many people have covered it. That's true. They have. And I just, I, um, 
here's another 1998 moment. You know, I looked at the uh, at the in in the, the CD insert <laughs> that comes in the CD. You know, the booklet that comes with the CD. Um, and in there, they used to. You know, nowadays with streaming music, they put all the information sort of like at the bottom of a scroll down that nobody. Right, reads, which is but. a shame. They need to change that format. I know it's really bad for us as artists i guess because you know like all the <laughs> it is bad we should know more than what we're just listening to i love reading um, that stuff so you know what they used to do is like they would put the lyrics and and everything inside that booklet and they would put the songwriters and so you know i, I looked at the book uh to look at the lyrics and um that was the only song that didn't have the lyrics because they were copyrighted right. so uh but it did say that it was written by stevie nicks you know and that it was a fleetwood mac song and um so i was like I want to hear more of what these people you know first of all I want to hear the original yeah and then second of all I want to like hear more of what these people do and so I went back and I started searching for music this was a long time ago when you had to like really dig to find like music on your computer you know they had like LimeWire and stuff like that. I remember LimeWire I never used it because I couldn't figure it out I couldn't what was the other thing they had Napster or something Napster I just remember trying to put music on my myspace or like trying to show people how much music i had in my library and i wanted more (laughs) but i couldn't afford more or something oh my god yeah totally um so you know i went and i found i went back and i like started listening to their stuff which i found and it was funny because i knew so many of the songs already i just had never put two and two together you know um, Fleetwood Mac is has like a huge catalog, obviously, of songs because they have been around for so right. long. But they also have so much good, well-known music that, like, you know, if you didn't know, if you were like young and it was a long time ago, uh, you know, maybe you didn't know like that that was them. Yeah, I was watching um, Fl- uh, Florence and the Machine this morning, and she was doing the chain, and I just kept thinking, I was like, most of the people in that audience do not know that this is a cover. <laughs> that's a hundred percent true. And, and that's what happens, right? Like, I mean, these like great artists put out music and then like it gets covered later. And a lot of the time, like younger people, they've only ever heard the cover. They don't even know that there's an original yeah. that it's based off of. Um, and so I got, I just got really into their music. I think there's like so much cool stuff there. And then what's funny is, Here's another funny thing. A lot of people don't know. You know, and here's another. 2001, uh, Destiny's Child released Survivor. Oh, yeah, 2001? Uh, yeah, that was in 2001. Like, it, this should all be, like, terrifying. Listen, um, my mother, she got me a CD club, like, whatever. Columbia House. I, it was probably something like that. <laughs> and I had, like, 10 CDs. Columbia House where you could get 10 CDs yes. and you got one free. And you got to pick them all. Yes. And I would literally most of the time just pick like anything that looked cool. The reason I got Firecracker by Lisa Loeb was from that CD club. And then I got that CD, which I love from my cousin also. Your cousin is cool. But she, um, she's, she's worked in the music industry a long time. That's right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got that Beyonce CD from that CD club. Right, so Destiny's Child released Survivor in 2001, and the song Bootylicious, which is another fantastic song, um, samples uh, the guitar riff from uh, Edge of Seventeen, and Stevie Nicks is actually in the music video playing the guitar. A lot of people don't know. Oh, what? 
Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I have to. Okay. That's what I'll be doing today. Yeah, I know. Totally. So, um, you know, it just, when you think about that and you think about like, I don't know if you ever watched Glee, but Mm -hmm. you know, they did like a whole episode that was like, just like the rumors album. Really? Yeah. It's just like, it's so interesting to see how big a piece of American culture, like this group is, you know, and, and how influential and important they are, not only to us as like artists and singers, but also just to people right? in general. And I think, there's a couple things that I really love about them. One, one is that there's so much like, there's so much emotional honesty in a lot of their songwriting and a lot of the music that they put out. Yep. And I just think that that's, you know, and we talk about this all the time, right? That like if singing is like a form of communication, right? And yep. so like, I guess our hope, not, I guess, I mean, I, I know, I would, I'd like to think of myself as a singer. So I'm going to refer you to are, myself as a singer for the, for the duration of this. You are a singer. <laughs> um, you know, my hope as a singer is that when I sing or when I write something, I guess now I'm trying to write things too, mm-hmm. um, that I can not only communicate, but also like give voice to maybe like things that other people are feeling and they don't know how to express. Yeah. Um, that's what, that's what draws us together, right? Like as people, and that's what's so important about all types of art, but you know, in our own art form in music and in song, like it really gives us an opportunity to show people that we're all like very human and we're all having a lot of these thoughts and experiences. You know, if you look at like the rumors album, which is like a great example, like there was so much crazy stuff going on in the band at the time. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's like so apparent in the, in the, album. It's one of my favorite things about it is like, you know, that there's tension, you know, what's going on. I love it. Like it's like, you know, it's there. You know what I mean? And And they don't try uh, to hide it. They use it. And they don't. And that's, and that's what, you know, when, when I think about honesty, like when I think about honesty in general, but particularly like as an artist, like artistic honesty is what I like to call it. You know, it's like, am I, am I willing to be vulnerable in front of all these people that I don't know so that I can hopefully give voice to something that they're feeling or thinking, or am I not, you know? And I just think you see so many great artists who, whether you like their music or not, whether you like the sound just like superficially or not, like, you know, I think a lot of people will agree that certain artists are just really willing to be vulnerable and it's really like powerful. Yeah. It's, Um, it's special. I mean, like I didn't even know about Fleetwood Mac when I first, um, was introduced to Stevie. I didn't know. My mom was just playing Belladonna on her record player and I loved the cover and I liked the music and my mom was like dancing around the living room. And <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what I is this? And we were also listening to Cindy Lauper, like back and forth too. What's that record where she's, it's got the girls just want to have fun. What's that? What's that record called? Um, um, crazy. Um, I'm going to look it up. Hold on. You know I'm going to pause the podcast to tell you that it's She's So Unusual, Cindy Lauper, 1984. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not. But I didn't know. But everything on that that record to me is exactly what you're talking about. 
it's just so vulnerable. And she like talks about like the imposter syndrome in that album. Like I was listening to it and I was like, you can tell that she's like fighting back about against like this patriarchal, like kind of male power that's in the music industry. It's at least that's what it feels like to me. I don't know if that's, if that's true, but it's, I mean, Stevie Nicks is like a whole nother. I know it's like another episode. It is really like a whole nother episode because we could go down that road and I could just like talk your ear off. You know, I love Stevie Nicks. You've heard me like cover some of her stuff, obviously. Yep. And, uh, I just like, and she did, uh, you know, she did a reasonable amount of songwriting for the group, which, which influences them. But that's the other thing that they're so willing to just like be weird and like do what they, you know, they, they have artistic integrity. You know what I mean? Like when you think about, an album like Tusk is a great example. You know, like so there's so much good. weird stuff on Tusk that just like <laughs> I agree. from a producer's perspective, you know, from a label's perspective, like they would hear that and be like, what do you know? Like, that's not, and you know, it's I just think like, I even, okay. when I saw them in concert once, I think, uh, Lindsay Buckingham was even saying that like when they were like, we're going to release the song Tusk, they were like, uh, no, this is just like mo- mostly music for like seven minutes. Like you can't like, you know, that's not a single, like but you can't like, so you know good. what I mean? It's but like, so they're just so willing to be like, this is what we're doing. This is where we're at. And this is where we've grown to. And this is what we want to put out there. And, um, there's integrity in that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, they're, they're willing to do what's honest for them yep. regardless of, of the feedback that they're getting. And so many people, they were like, well, it's not Fleetwood Mac. And they're like, we're just going with the evolution of what it is. This is where we are at the time. Like even right, right now they kicked out Lindsay and I guess there's this huge like lawsuit that's right. going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they are continuing. I mean, Lindsay has gone in and out for quite a while, but they're just always, sure. you know, everybody's come and gone and it's, still Fleetwood Mac and they just continue to make the art. And I remember I was watching an interview with, uh, Christine McPhee and she was like, yeah, we, we all needed our, our own time. She was like, but we love the band and we know that we make great music together. That's what we do. So she was like, so that's what we're doing right now. And we love each other. It's like so sweet. Yeah. It's so funny. She's, I think she's like probably the nicest person in that band. Um, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I just like, I, I just think about, now I've seen them in concert. I've seen Steve. I only saw Fleetwood once Um, and I'm sad about it. And I just like, they have such a huge catalog of music and it spans such a long period of time. You know, when you think about artists, like how many artists can you even think of that, have that durational like staying power you know what I mean and not just that they're still around but like people are still listening I mean I hate to say that but you know there's some people who it's like they're around forever but like people aren't really you know they're not in the conversation it's true true. anymore which is so unfortunate but like you know this is a group that has stayed like really relevant and I think that that goes to this now, I I, th- I think you know this, but, you know, I'm from California yeah. and there is like something about, because they did do work in California for some time. And yeah. there is this like sort of, you know, like, uh, like sort of like natural beachy honesty about a lot of their stuff. I've you never know, thought of it this, as beachy, but you're right. 
Yeah, it's just like, you know, it's like folksy, you know what I mean? Like in that sort of like California beach community kind of way. (laughs) You know, everywhere does really sound beachy to me now that I think of it. Totally, which is a great song. It's one of my Um, favorites. And I saw you were like, like, uh, asking people oh, yeah. what their favorite songs were. And it's funny. Everyone says anytime as soon as Stevie and Lindsay get there, but there's some good stuff before Stevie and Lindsay. That's true. But it's, so I it's think just it's like, well known. it's interesting. I, I want to kind of get, I, I feel like it's part of my job to get some of that, <laughs> the songs out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're good. But I just think that that, that honesty, like, like what I was saying before, it really, that's why they have such great, like, you know, staying power. It's like, you know, when you think about a song, like, I don't want to know, you know, it's like, that's still relevant. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like in a relationship and you just want to like pretend that everything's fine. (laughs) Like like that's still a thing. You know what I mean? Or when you think about and it always yeah. will be. That's the great thing. Always. About, well, it I don't always know if that's the great thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the honest thing about it. It's a sad um, thing. So it's like <laughs> when you yeah. when you think about that as like a message, when you think about a lot of their stuff. And here's the other funny thing. You really have to – the thing that I love about Fleetwood Mac, because I love digging deeper and like something that's not totally apparent at face value. Like some of their songs are so weird that like you have to listen to them like a million times to like figure out what's even – being talked about you know when you think about like like gold mm. dust woman or when you think about like sisters of the moon or like so do i but it's like when you think about those songs it's like you don't listen to them one time and like instantly figure out what's being conveyed you know what i mean i still even when i listen to gold dust woman i feel like there are multiple stories going on in oh, my totally. head but i read what it's actually about and i didn't get that any of the times I've ever listened to that. I was like, really? Because that's not the story I created, no. which I kind of like too. I mean, their stuff sounds great too, right? Like that's the obvious thing to say. Like, why do you like this group? It's like, well, it sounds great. And that's it what someone said. They were great. like, it's, ex- it's aesthetically pleasing. And I was it like, it is, but it's wow. so much deeper than that. You know? Yeah. When I think about like, you know, like songbird is a great, I love that one. I know. And it's just like, you know, when you think about that or um, a lot of people think of some of the songs as like, like Gypsy is a great example. That's a Fleetwood Mac song. It's not a purely Stevie Nicks song. She obviously has a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, And Dreams is a Fleetwood Mac song, even though a lot of people associate that just with her, although she wrote it. She pushed it. And she She pushed it hard. They were not going to put it on the record. You know, what's really funny about that, that um, she... When I saw her in concert, she um, said that she basically, like, went in a room by herself and wrote that song when everyone was, like, fighting to, like, piss them off. And then the even funnier thing is that she – that's one of their only songs where she holds sole copyright on it. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. So she's the only one who has the copyright on that song. Um, So – it's like her thing, you know, and anytime it needs to be performed or covered or whatever, they have to go to her as opposed to, That's cool. as opposed to the band. I know. It um, gives her so much power. It really does. <laughs> That's great. I mean, that's like, it's one of the best songs ever written, honestly. And it only has two chords in it. 
to me, that's insane. It's just like Correct. such musicianship because like the instrumentation, the way her voice fits, her lyrics. I mean, you would think only two chords. It's not enough. It's absolutely enough. It's perfect. Yeah, that's such a great song. So, yeah, I mean, I just love them. And I think, like, I never get tired of listening to. That's the type of music that you don't get tired of listening to. You know, it's like you can go back to it. There's music that you listen to, you like it. You like it for, like, a month, six months, a year. And then you're kind of like, eh. And you put it down, you know? But it's like I could listen to Fleetwood Mac, like, all the time. Yep. Same. And I'm biased, obviously, because as you know, like my style of singing lends itself to that type of music. Everything that's ethereal and strong and legato and melodic, I think of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a lot of categories to that. Thank you. (laughs) They all fit because it's you. I've looked at some of the stuff that we've worked on and they all are the same, but they're different. It's all this, like, it's got a message in that we just need to get you doing you. A hundred percent. Yeah, there is a common thread for sure. I mean, at least that's good as we're <laughs> figuring out the songwriting thing. It's, I agree. It's helpful. I mean, it is helpful and it does inform me. And uh, it's just, you know, it's like, am, I, I, you know, I have to ask myself, like, am I being honest in this moment? Am I being vulnerable in this moment? You know, and if I'm not, it's like, am I, you know, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. Yeah. I feel like we're going to be asking that nonstop because it's just. Well, you have to, you have to ask yourself that every day when you step out the front door, really. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only other thing I could say is that my Instagram handle is at the infamous Clark. And if anybody wants to see what I'm up to, they can feel free to follow me. Done. <laughs> I mean, because you know, if I don't promote myself, like who is going to, let's be You real. need to. And I was going to do it anyway, but do it, do it one more time. I appreciate that. Like I'm all about my, so one more time, my Instagram handle is at the infamous Clark. If you want to find out what I'm doing and see what I'm up to, like, please follow me. Um, I'm a shameless self-promoter. They're cute so. photos. They are cute photos. And, you know, people are like, oh, you look like you're having such fun. And I was like, all right, well. But you do look like you're having so much fun. I am having fun. I shouldn't act like I'm not having fun. I am actually having fun. It looks like it. And it looks like you, there's one with you eating ice cream that I liked, I think. Oh, yeah, that was when I was in St. Thomas. Yeah, that looked nice. I wanted to be there. You needed ice cream there. It was so hot. I thought I was going to drop dead. Ooh, I want ice cream right now. <laughs> You're like, no, I want it. Yeah. So on that note. <laughs> right, exactly. On that note. <laughs> okay, that was my student, Clark. If you want to follow him, you know how to do that now. And then last but not least, this is my student, Kayleen, who has been working on her own original work, but she just so happens to love Fleetwood Mac and Stevie, and this is um, her little contribution with our fan week of Fleetwood Mac. Hi guys, Uh, my name is Kayleen. I'm a singer-songwriter from Long Island, New York, and uh, I'm really happy to have this opportunity to speak on Christy's podcast. It's been uh, a real pleasure working with her the last couple months, and um, it's even cooler that we have this awesome bond over Fleetwood Mac because... Uh, when I first started listening to them, I kind of felt like I was the only one in my generation, since I'm 23, who had a deep love and appreciation for their music. So it's definitely really cool to 
have somebody who's vocally coaching you, uh, who understands, you know, the kind of sound and vibe that you've been inspired and influenced by in your own music. And it, it just, it really makes a whole lot of a difference. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm really excited. Um, I guess I'll start with kind of how I fell into discovering them um, without boring you with a long history of my life. But pretty much um, I haven't been singing or pursuing uh, a career in music for all too long. Uh, before that, I was acting for a very long time in theater, um, in the city, in student films, short films, um, what have you. And I had encountered this unfortunate experience with somebody in the, the film industry who took me under their wing for a long time and, um, you know, just experienced some, some unfortunate experiences with this person. And that was around the time I fell into this deep, dark depression, and, and um, music was kind of my only way out of climbing out of that and climbing out of that toxic kind of relationship. And um, so I ended up um, breaking up with this man, so to speak, and quit acting altogether. And in a few months' time, I had connected with um, this guy, Kevin Miller, who, um, has his own, uh, sort of branding and artist development company out, uh, based out in Seattle. And he kind of pushed me to find my own sound and, um, discover what music gets me going. And when he was asking me all these questions, um, I, I was kind of like, I don't really know. Like I grew up on classic rock. Like I don't really, you know, know what kind of sound or vibe I'm going. I guess I, you know, I get a band and I just start playing shows and that's pretty much what I did. And, uh, and for a while my sound was very clean, pop, punk, very modern, which is fine. And it, at the time it worked with my voice, but it wasn't something that I really, I really was driven by. And I would say it took about a year or so, maybe longer, maybe two years, for me to discover um, Fleetwood Mac and and dig back into my classic rock roots that I grew up on. Um, so, uh, yeah, about a year in of me, you know, just rocking out and you know, sucking, <laughs> sucking at live performances because my voice, I didn't understand my voice or anything at the time, um, what I wanted to sound like, how to sound like, how to do it, you know, healthy and the right way. Um, uh, Christmas came along and my dad had bought my mom, uh, Fleetwood Mac's, I believe it was like their 25th anniversary album, that white one. And, um, 
I had no idea my mom was a huge, like, not huge, but a Fleetwood Mac fan. I always knew that band name. I knew very little of them. I just knew Stevie Nicks was in the band and that Go Your Own Way was on Rock Band, and that was my favorite song. As That was my favorite song as a kid pretty much growing up, um, especially in, like, high school when Rock Band came out. Every time I would be the singer in the band with my brother and my sister and do that song all the time so I could hit the mic on the tambourine. Um, and uh, so anyways, uh, my mom got this album and I spent a lot of that time driving around Long Island, um, going to gigs, going to um, rehearsals, going to work, what have you. And, I, and a lot of my music listening took place in the car, and we had a CD player, and at that time, I was very against Spotify streaming. I didn't like it at all. Now I'm more open to it because uh, my own music is now streaming on Spotify. Uh, and But at the time, I was very against uh, streaming, so I was like, I'm going to see you know, what kind of CDs we had. We had this whole CD rack in my house, and... Uh, I would take my parents' CDs all the time. And I'm like, let me try out Fleetwood Mac. It's in the car. Like, why not? I didn't really think much of it. And something just... And this is their hits album, so it's it really didn't dig too much into... Um, I think it was a very good, like, well-put-together hits album. But... Uh, or it's more of an anniversary album, but... Um, it didn't really dig into, like, their, you know, more off-the-beaten-path kind of stuff, which I've definitely grown more fonder of later on. But uh, I just I, I got sucked into, like, the, the radio in my car. Um, I think... And, I, and from there on, I, I... I'm not kidding you. I exclusively listen to... Buckingham Knicks era Fleetwood Mac exclusively for about a year and a half. I would not listen to any other music, you know, unless in passing and stuff, but I would only actively listen to Fleetwood Mac. I would study it. I knew every kind, every chain, chord change, every, every note change, um, all the lyrics and all the songs on the meaning, like everything. I've seen every YouTube interview of Stevie, Lindsay, Christine, you know, Mick, John. I, like, I, I, that probably exists on YouTube um, because that's all I was doing for that year and a half. And I, it, it really took me out of this depression that I was in and um, it helped me find my voice as a writer. And it, it really meant the most to me because I was going through a lot of transitions in my life. I was really struggling vocally. Um, I, I really didn't even sing for a, quite some time. I was embarrassed. I was um, not physically able to sing, and I couldn't understand why. I thought something was wrong with me. Um, there wasn't. I sing fine now. <laughs> it, um and I also started a new job, and um, 
I was working overnights, and I had to kind of keep it secret to my family and everything for uh, what I was doing. And I, I just felt like everything, especially with Stevie's work in Fleetwood Mac, it, it really transcended my whole life's experience and what I was going through. I would often, if it was slow at my job, I would run to the bathroom and hide out just to kind of listen to Fleetwood Mac music because we weren't playing that at my job. And uh, I would watch videos of like them on tour and stuff in the bathroom, just hiding out until somebody walked in and I had to get back out there and, and do my job. But it was such a transforming experience for me because I felt like it was something I had been waiting for all along. Um, all of the first songs that I had written when I first started my job were mirrored after or, or mirrored and in response to kind of in a similar way that uh, Liz Fair had with her first album um, to the to the Rolling Stones, um, how she kind of echoed in like a response responsive way to each of their tracks on uh, on one of their albums. Um, I kind of did that with my own music, and it was so freeing for me um, because I never knew that this is how I wanted to write. I never knew this is how I would be able to write. I never knew I wanted to really rock. I never knew that I would be able to really actually do this and people would actually respond positively and say, yes, that is your sound. This is you. And it it, it was just so, it, it was kind of like this spiral effect of, of really wonderful things. Um, and I've only been a fan really for maybe four years, uh, four years now, and I'm, I'm 23 years old, so it hasn't been my whole life. Um, I've always been aware of them, but uh, this is very, still a very new fandom for me, and I'm still learning a lot, especially with Fleetwood Mac before, um, Buckingham Knicks, but... I think what Fleetwood Mac taught me most importantly was to write without rules. And I learned that especially from Stevie. Um, but I also, I, I, I got the importance of words what words mean because I feel like music a lot of music out there today isn't meant to mean so much as just you know meant to be there <laughs> and um it, words aren't meant to affect people but words are definitely affect people and when you're singing a melody sure you might forget the words but there's always that one line that really sticks with you and that's the reason why you keep getting hooked back into the song as a listener at least for me when you think of songs like go your own way 
you know, as any person, it's like, that's the biggest, like, F.U. song, and that's the song you jam out to when you're you're going through your, your breakup or, or having a fight with somebody, and you're, it, that's just, it, it sums everything up. Um, and the music is great. The musicality is great. Um, and the dynamics are great, but the thing that they really taught me the most is the emphasis on words. And I don't play an instrument, I just sing. So the way I write is very different from a lot of people. Um, I start with my words and I let my words shape my melody. So, and while Stevie Nicks, I, I'll keep going back to her, but um, while, while she does know more knowledge, more musical knowledge than I do, she can play an instrument, she can play a guitar, she can play piano, um, minimally, but she can, definitely more than me. Um, she's still like, you could read her songs as poems, because it is, it's poetry. And I love music like that. I love music that you can Google the lyrics to. And I love not always understanding the lyrics that somebody's singing because it gives me a reason to dig into the band's history or the the writer's history a little bit more because you want to know what the hell are they singing. And a lot of times on some of these older records, you can't always understand everything that they're singing. Um... So I, I really learned a lot of trying to dissect, like, okay, well, you know, like, meaning and and um, kind of keeping that mystery of what the song is about and making a song about not just one thing but a lot of things um, and really just allowing your mind to relax and, and, you know, everybody always says right from the heart, right from the heart, but really it is what you're doing. You're not, you got to turn your conscious brain off and you have to just allow your, your, your heart to deliver that message to your brain so that you can physically write something. And, um, it doesn't have to make sense. And that is the most important lesson I learned from, just obsessing over Fleetwood Mac and, you know, also just finding, you know, my ground in in the kind of music I loved. I love to rock, you know, and that's rock to me. That's rock and roll. Um, They're folky. They're kind of punky in some aspects. Pop, um, you know, just rock, raw. Like, there's so many different ways to describe them. And they're always, and at least from the time that, you know, I was really, really obsessing, and I'm still obsessing over them, it doesn't end, but when I first was really obsessing over them, um, it was kind of just interesting to see how they would come back and reinvent themselves from that white album when Lindsay and Stevie first stepped on the scene. Because before then, you know, it was just Christine holding down the fort as the only woman, you know, and she brought this amazing pop element to Fleetwood Mac that they didn't really have, you know, prior to then because it was a blues band. And, you know, as a blues band, they were incredible. Like, I think very underrated, um, 
as a blues rock band. But when Christine stepped on the scene, she kind of brought this more commercially pop kind of um, vibe to the group that was nice, but it, it wasn't fully, I think, balanced at that time or understood because there wasn't other voices channeling that and echoing that and responding to that and when you get the dynamic of Lindsay and stevie it's like whoa holy crap this is like a whole new band and it's great and i there's never been a band in history that could do that not one you know i mean if anybody could think of another band like that i i you know i can't and they've been around for years like it's it's incredible to me and rocking harder than ever. <laughs> it's great. Um, my favorite song by Fleetwood Mac is Gold Dust Woman. Um, my song I just released, Silver Secret Lace, was greatly inspired by that song because, yes, Gold Dust Woman is, you know, about a lot of things, but, you know, yeah, drugs, of course, a lot of songs back then were about drugs, (laughs) or, you know, what happens through your mind when you're on drugs, um, but I, I saw, like, this almost kind of, like, holy transformation that Stevie was kind of, and this is the way I see it, Stevie was kind of seeing for herself, coming ahead because this was his second album followed up by uh followed up from the white album and you know they had rihanna and that was a big hit and um they had you know these these other hits from the previous album and this was like this weird song that like this weird witchy song and you know she kind of like teased us with that first you know that first album a little bit but this is really like you know I'm transform I'm transforming into somebody that I'm I'm kind of afraid of and I was going through that exact thing at um at that time of my life when I first heard the song and I went to see Stevie on her uh, 24 karat gold tour, which was a couple years ago. And I had already started writing my song Silver Secret Lace, um, which is on Spotify now. You can take a listen to it. Um, And uh, (laughs) I had started writing the song and I couldn't finish it. And I went to see Stevie Nicks in concert at Nassau Coliseum by myself. I saw her perform Gold Dust Woman live, and that was, like, an incredible experience, to say the least, because I... The the badassery of just now, you know, needing to walk around with a microphone in hand to give you power, to be able to command an audience at that age still and engage and dance around and I love I love to dance that's a big part of my life is to dance and it it was just like it was theater it was what I grew up on and this woman was doing it on stage at Nassau Coliseum and it was amazing so 
I got home that night around maybe midnight, 1 a.m. or so after driving around after the concert. And I went up to my room and I finished the the verse I was having trouble with. Um, so the, the last line of the second verse right before the chorus drops in and my song um, goes, so follow grace, follow eyes, every song she cries, she cries. And I, I don't like to usually tell people what things mean, but um, I'll give this little gem away, I guess. Um, but that was that was written for Stevie. That was written from that night um, because I, 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 throughout all of this, I wanted to, I guess, say to myself, like, you know, still remember who you are throughout all of this. Don't lose sight of your goals. Don't get sucked into this, you know, harsh world of, you know, of kind of like rock and roll. And I kind of, I kind of had seen that, that coming for me uh, in the future ahead in the way, in the same way I feel like she predicted her life to spiral in Gold Dust Woman. I, I always saw that as kind of a, a song about warning, um, if anything. So, that, I mean, and musically, you know, I talk a lot about lyrics because lyrics just mean so much to me. Um, and I real, I'm talking way too long and I could keep going about Fleetwood Mac, but, um, yeah, that, uh, just the, the eeriness, the chanting at the end, it, it, it was something I've never heard in my life. And it pushed my boundaries of thinking for, okay, I could write a song that totally doesn't have a traditional ending. The structure is totally not, you know, what I had learned, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, and outro, you know, like, it, it, it just, it taught me so much about song structure, um, simplicity, harmony, um, vibe, sound, and, and theatricality, it's, it's theater, and, um, and I'm very grateful to my parents for indirectly, indirectly introducing me to Fleetwood Mac, um, just one more thing to add, I know she's chopping this up, probably, because I've been rambling on for 23 minutes, it says, nope, I'm right there with you, I'm not deleting any of this, (laughs) um, my favorite album, though, is, I've talked a lot about Stevie, but my favorite album is Tusk. Um, yes, a lot for the work that really everybody put on that album, but I I used to think that I think my favorite album was Tango, but I, I kind of thought about it a little bit more, and I'm like, most of my favorite songs are actually on Tusk. And the reason is, is because of that disparity. 
Oddly enough, Tusk is probably my favorite as well. And it's funny enough, when I went home recently, um, I got my mom's copy of Tusk, and that was really special. There's a lot of songs on that album in particular that really touch me, but my favorite song of theirs is Sarah. Sisters of the Moon is another big one for me, so yeah. Between all the bandmates, you know, Rumors was chaos, but there was togetherness because they were all there. Tusk was crazy. You know, Lindsay was absent. He was recording on his own and, you know, sending things, mixing stuff, you know, doing stuff like that. And um, they were all separated from each other, you know, for most of the experience. And, you know, there's a dog on the, the cover of the album. Like, it just, there's just so much crazy with that. Oddly enough, I think it's funny that Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac, the deluxe uh, remastered edition album, it's in 1968. There's a dog on the front of that album, too. Funny enough. And I just bought that album off of Discogs. If you are a vinyl collector and you are not a part of Discogs, you should be. It's really fun. It's a great way to find your new vinyl album and such beautiful, underrated music because people just saw, oh, well, this isn't flow commercially the way that rumors did and it's not as and i i think that's bullshit i think that tusk is incredible i think the work that Lindsay does Lindsay takes songs like lyrics from songs in the album and later introduces that in new songs based off of the same chord progressions and turns it into almost a response to the song that he already had on the album, you know, prior on record one or, you know, like side A. It's like, what? It's the same thing. It's just reusing the same thing, but in the same idea, but it's, it's not just reusing it or recycling it. It's turning it into a response. It's continuing a story and a narrative. And I love when Lindsay gets all punky. It, it was cool. It was, it was a cool experimental thing for him. And, you know, you could even hear that a little bit in, uh, in Rumors, especially at the end of chain, The Chain where, you know, they have that everybody drop out and it's just John on that bass and then they you know they kick it up with that it's kind of a punky ending it, it, you could kind of see that's where like he want you know he wanted to kind of experiment a little bit and I just I thought his work on that was just so freaking cool I think the ledge isn't is a great song it's just so much chaos and it just pushes me to play around and you know bang shit around out of time in time and you know just play it's fun why why not um I think that's the biggest thing that Lindsay taught me is to kind of experiment more musically and you know uh, and he he's great with lyrics too and and songwriting and structuring but his musicality is really exceptional and I think often underrated too, um, and I like a lot of Christine stuff too. Brown Eyes is that's a f- 
great song. That's a sexy song. That's like a side of Christine you don't really use. You get, like, pockets of it. It's like, what? It's like, I didn't know you could, like... I'm like, this is a hot beat. I'm like, I love this. This is groovy. That's probably my favorite song off of that album. Um, you know, and, and Stevie's work on on Tusk is incredible as well. But I've been going on for a half hour. I would love to go on for a half hour more because I'm just speaking in circles and I'm not doing this band as much justice as I wish I could because I haven't had a sip of coffee yet and I'm just doing this all uh, without a script. But thank you guys so much for um, supporting independent artists and for listening to me speak, listening to everybody else speak, listening to Christy's podcast. It's awesome. Um, it's really great stuff. She's an amazing vocal coach, and uh, I'm so happy to have had this opportunity. Once again, my name is Kayleen. Uh, that's K-A-L-E-N-E. Uh, if you want to check out my music, I just released my debut single, Silver Secret Lace. I have a music video up on YouTube. Um, Kayleen Music on all social media. Love to hear and talk about Fleetwood Mac with you guys because, like I said, there's just a lot more that I haven't dug into. Even like wardrobe, stage performance, like there's just way too much ground to cover. So, um, yeah, uh, thanks again. I'm so grateful that she came on and talked to us. Her single, again, is called Silver Secret Lace. It's really fun, and there's this really amazing chord progression that she's got, and then it does a modulation in it for the chorus. It's just, it's fun. It's really great. And I had the privilege of getting to see her perform that and a couple of her other originals at The Bitter End, which is so cool. That's actually where Lady Gaga um, got her start. Um, but, yeah, so go and check her out on... You know what? I'm not going to edit that out. I'm not going to. But you can go ahead and check her out on Instagram. It's K-A-L-E-N-E and then music. And then you can go ahead and check her out on Facebook and then YouTube, of course. Um, And because she loves Fleetwood Mac, you can't go wrong, right? But yeah, we really didn't get to go into the whole spectrum of what Fleetwood Mac is. They started in the 60s as, as we were saying, a blues band, and um, they evolved. And that's what I wanted to get at, is just because something is one thing does not mean it cannot evolve into something different. Fleetwood Mac became a very pop rock band. It was not. If you listen to Albatross, um, it's not that. If you listen to Oh Well, it's not that. It's just a different beast. They're all beautiful. It's just different. Um, and that's what I wanted to get at. But perhaps we'll do a different. Um, we'll do an, a different episode where we get more into it because I took like twenty pages of notes. But we're, you know, we're getting there, and I want you to not get um, tired of Fleetwood Mac. So we'll do, like, a part two soon um, where we'll get into the true evolution of them. But 
that was my min- my main takeaway for performers and creators is that just because it's one thing doesn't mean you can't change that. Doesn't mean you can't go into something that you're more passionate about. It wasn't working for them anymore. I, uh, you know, Peter Green had to leave the band and, uh, you know, for personal reasons. And the band kept going because that's what they did. They just kept going. They had a Christine McPhee. And then they had all this other great stuff happen to them because they asked Stevie to come in and Lindsay to come in. And it really changed the band completely into what most people know of them today. But they would not be who they are now if it weren't for the first Fleetwood Mac, if that makes sense. Um... So if you're creating stuff and it's starting to change, let's say you started doing more country music and it starts going more pop, I give you permission to go towards that thing that you want to do as long as it has integrity and has honesty in it. Don't do something that doesn't feel right. Go towards what feels honest. If you want to add more electronic instruments into your music, you should do it. Or if you want to go ahead and make it more acoustic, you should do that. It doesn't have to stay the same. Just like my podcast here, I'm evolving as we do this episode. You know, as the episodes increase, I will have more music. I will have better quality but I'm okay with where it is right now. And if it never gets to be more than that, that's okay. But if it does, I'm open to that change and you should be too. So that's the main thing I wanted to get at. I hope you all are having a great week. Why don't you go ahead and join? Oh, there's Tuck Tuck. I'm not sure why he's barking, but I guess it's because people are coming home. Anyway, so if you have time, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. It's just Christy Bissell. It's K-R-I-S-T-Y B-I-S-S-E-L-L. Um, you can see um, Tucker. You can see me. You can see my boyfriend. You can see our vinyl collection, what my students are up to. It's it's a nice time. And also, make sure that you are following these people on the Instagram as well. The Instagram. What do you say? The Instagram. Kayleen Clark and um, my mom, if you want to. Probably not. She's probably going to be like, who are these people? Don't follow her. Tucker, it's okay. Come here. Let's get him. Hold on. Tucker. And then, of course, don't forget to join our discussion group, the Happy Singer discussion group, where we're doing all kinds of fun stuff in there that's special just for the people that are a part of that group, not just the page that says the Happy Singer podcast. It's just a page. Gets a little confusing. Also, if you're friending me on Facebook, go ahead and send me a message and say, hey, the reason I'm friending you is because I found your podcast. Because I recently started getting some friend requests and I didn't know who they were. And just because I'm a scaredy cat, uh, I don't know who they are, so I don't want to... I don't want to respond to them, but go ahead and send me a message if you found me through the podcast and I'll obviously answer your request. Um, but anyway, hope you guys are doing great. If you have anything that's like success or things that you're struggling with, go ahead and message me. I'm happy to help you in any way possible. Also, if you could do me a big solid and follow my friends and my colleagues at the New York Vocal Coaching Podcast, it's right on Apple Podcast and Podmean and Spotify. We're not even on Spotify, but they are. Um, if you'd follow them there, that would be so helpful because their podcast is so great. They just did an episode on the gigs, on how to get a gig and how to do it right in New York City. 
Um, it was really great. So go ahead and follow them. And lastly, I just wanted to, um, anybody that listened to the Bernie and the Believers episode, um, we talked with Essence, who is wonderful. She's a singer-songwriter in San Francisco. And um, we were talking about her student and friend, Bernie Dalton. Um, and Ber- Bernie sadly passed away this past week. And they're still taking donations. And the money is going towards his daughter's college fund. If you have it in your heart or you have spare change, please go ahead and donate to his daughter. Um, this man was a special soul and a musician just like us um, who just had a bad hand dealt to him. Um, but send prayers if that's what you do or good vibes, whatever that is. And if you have it in your heart, go ahead and donate. And you can find that if you just go to Bernie and the Believers. If you just type it in Google, you'll find their website and you can donate um, and help his daughter out to go to college. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for everything. I hope life is treating you well, and we'll talk next week. Bye.